Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fresh Slate Podcast. Where we discuss all things modern spirituality, personal development, good vibes, and all that good stuff. I'm Tyrese. And I'm Meg. And today we're here with my good friend, Nicole. So happy to have you on. Yes, Nicole is my friend from from home. Um, and now that we're doing them over Zoom, we decided that we could have people from all over the place come in and not just our friends from NAU. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited to have you on. Well, Nicole, why don't you introduce yourself? Queen. Yes, go setters. That's awesome. Well, today, why don't we get started with our goals right away? Meg and I are going to go over our goals from last week, and then we'll talk about um, some new ones for this week. So um, my goal last week was kind of to be more self-disciplined, set a schedule and try and follow it. Um, And it's safe to say that that did not happen. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it was a tough, a tougher week to follow that kind of stuff. Um, just because I'm, I'm just trying different things to figure out what really works for me, you know? So it's like, I'd make a schedule and then I would do one thing on it, but get sidetracked and do that for hours. So like I clean my closet and then I clean my closet for three hours and didn't do anything else on the schedule. Mm. So for me, I realized that it's more having things to do instead of doing nothing is better for my mental health than scheduling out my entire day, you know, because then it feels like free and spur of the moment, even if it's not. That's so fair. Also, like one tip that I do is like I multiply whatever I think it right, will take. Right, I do that like, too. However long I think it'll take by like two or three. Oh. And it ends up being more realistic if I make it like a lot longer of a chunk. Okay, that's smart because yeah, I, I like put down like read for 30 minutes and then I read for 30 minutes. But then and I'm you like, get into it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's terrible because I'm like, I don't want to leave. I know. You know, like this is getting good. But yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Maybe if I try the whole schedule thing again, I'll do that instead because then it feels more free for sure um but yeah how did your goal from last week go so i wanted to do like just incorporate the law of attraction in my day-to-day more other than just like being like oh yeah i believe that but not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. so i did like morning and night like journaling and i stopped like yesterday but whatever the point of the whole thing was that i feel like i did well because it was different every day like some days it was just like saying affirmations to myself like random stuff that I was struggling with or I was anxious about and stuff yeah so I incorporated it more and I feel like it's a good like starting point Mm -hmm. for attracting more into my life so yeah I'm happy with it yeah and it's like now is the time for all that because it's like there's nothing there's nothing like pressing pressing like school or anything that like that that Mm -hmm. um will subtract from being able to like work on yourself fully so goals oh, for this right. week why don't I mean, we start with you question. nicole so um i'm starting a new job tomorrow and i'm very very nervous but Ooh. excited and so i think my goal with that is just um to really practice like effective and attentive listening and communication skills because i feel like it's really easy to get overwhelmed and um uh, in the spur of the moment mm-hmm. with those kind of like new situations so i just really want to make sure i'm still like presenting my best most positive and calm self in a new like intimidating situation that's a good one that's that was so well said and like such a good mindset Mm -hmm. that's actually very similar (laughs) to mine i'm trying to work more on like agreement number one is what i'm trying to focus on this week is be impeccable with your word and i realize like 
while maybe some of the things that I've been saying haven't been the the most productive or the most like like they're not putting good into the world it's just i'm just saying them to say them so i'm really working on effective communication and i think regardless of it being blunt because a lot of times i find that i beat around the bush like with things and like tell people oh like no 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 i'm not i'm not that upset like it's fine it's fine even if i'm like actually like oh ouch that like kind of stung you know so trying to be more effective in communication like nicole and impeccable can even mean like just honest and clear absolutely because sometimes telling people that you're okay with it actually makes the situation harder Mm -hmm. i love that um i could probably work on the four agreements too but the goal i wrote down um, that I want to work on is prioritizing things that I love to do that I'm not getting paid for because I'm kind of in that summer mindset of like the grind and like prioritizing stuff like projects I'm working on and designing I'm doing for clients and like paid stuff that I don't even really enjoy doing so I want to try to like prioritize stuff for me even though it's like long-term success rather than like short-term right. for sure checks, if for that sure makes sense. I guess like long-term success-minded week is how I want to go for it so (laughs) yeah that's good that's good it's just it's such a weird time that there's so many things like I want to work on like I'm like oh my gosh I won't have time to do this during the year so I got to try and work on it now and push it up so that I'm ready for whatever if you want to relax because that's the only time we have to relax or if you want to do everything that you possibly can since we have such busy school lives and just like chill and watch tv all day and like then also like learn five languages and start five businesses and like become a millionaire and you're just like which one do i choose yes absolutely craziness of what a hot mess but with that being said let's jump into our real topic for today and it's all about Intuitive eating, diet culture, and your gut health. Yes. Oh, that was a good summary. Thanks. Yes, let's get into it. Let's I'm get excited. Into it. So why don't we start off by saying, what is intuitive eating? Um, Meg, do you want to hit us with that definition? So basically, it's like intuition, where you listen to like your third eye, like you listen to your inner sense of what is best for you, not listening to all the outside sources of all the craziness. Diet culture for one. Um, all these nutritional experts for one, doctors, etc. YouTube videos, like it's insane now, the amount of books done on nutrition. But rather than listening to that, going back to your intuition and going back to the roots. So intuitive eating is like an interesting movement because it seems like so logical and it seems so like, okay, that's how we're supposed to eat and isn't that normal? Especially for someone that hasn't come from a history of disordered eating, it seems very obvious. Like, Mm -hmm. just, like, eat what you want, but when you feel like it. What you feel like your body needs, the sustenance you feel like it's craving, and then also just kind of, like, getting to a rhythm of that. Absolutely. Eat when you're hungry and don't when you're not. Period. That's what I've resolved it down to this week because eating is something that is so hard for me. Like, that sounds so weird, but it's just so, such a a strange habit for me just because of the way that I grew up and the way that my family eats. Like, I've just picked it up. Yeah. You know, so it's like midnight snacking. 
my stepdad will be up at 3 a.m. like frying chicken in the kitchen <laughs> and eating, Whoa. you know? So it's like, that's normal. If I want to go up and get a snack, no one's going to say, oh, why are you eating right now? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I just eat at different times and it throws off my body. So that's what I've been struggling this week with. And honoring when you're actually hungry, like honoring hun- hunger cues and then also like being able to identify them and feel what it actually feels to be hungry. Yes. And then also honoring what you are actually craving rather than thinking, oh yeah, like my family standardly eats like rice, chicken, and blah, blah, blah. Instead thinking like, oh, I do feel really low energy. I might need more like healthy fats, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing that I realized this week, like just with having intuitive eating in mind is like, um, there's a huge difference between being hungry and craving a certain food. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I, I'm iron deficient, so I'm constantly craving things with like salt. I constantly like want chips, or I need to put salt on something. Mm. But I had to separate this week. Like, okay, am I really hungry, or am I? Um, do do I just want to eat dots pretzels right now? <laughs> you know. Relatable. Is it like it's it's interesting because it's not a difference that I had thought of before. Right. Um, talking about this and like learning about this Nicole you've been I know like over the past couple months you've been like do trying out different diets I know you did keto for a while you were doing a different health challenge why don't you talk a little bit about that and then how intuitive eating differs sure yeah so since about February is when I started seriously considering my diet and how it affects my body at first the goal was weight loss but now that I'm I'm about four or five months into it. I'm realizing it's just health. Um, no matter what the scale says mm-hmm. and what I look like, it's all about how I feel. Exactly. Um, I've noticed that I feel better when I, I, the scale says that I weigh a few more pounds than I'd hoped. And mm-hmm. I just am starting to learn how little that matters. Um, and so nowadays I'm, I've ditched that diet mentality. And as cheesy as it says, it, it is like a lifestyle mentality. And so, true. so I think that intuitive eating fits that lifestyle goal and sustainable for the rest of your life goal the best because it's all about just listening to your body and your body knows what you need you know more than you do sometimes because our our opinions are clouded by social media and, absolutely and books and all and our like peers and our parents and their opinions mm-hmm. on food i started doing intermittent fasting earlier this break because nicole and our other yes. friend matia had both been doing it and they were like raving about it at the time and so i was like you know what i'm gonna start i want to talk so about I did that it for, like a week i was crabby because i was like hungry or whatever but then i started it started to be easier you know and i did feel better um eventually but then i stopped just because i like like i said i'm a midnight snacker so it's hard to stop and so I've been trying to get back on it and it's been so difficult to like just jump back on because it is a diet. Like it's a diet culture type thing. And I realized what my problem was, was not like, oh my gosh, I need to stop eating in the nighttime. Right. It's I need to eat at the correct times during the day when I'm actually hungry because I would wake up, don't eat breakfast, wait until 12 to eat my first meal or like sometimes even later, sometimes like two or whatever, if I was doing my schedule, you know, and then I wouldn't be hungry at dinner time, and then I shovel something in my mouth, like, really right before eight when I'm supposed to stop eating, and then I find that I'm hungry later on because I didn't eat enough during the day, you know, and then I'm like, dang, why, why do I feel the need to eat right now? Yeah, it's so 
terrible. But like, once you realize that, like, if you just go with what your body says, like you will get what you need. You know? That's the hardest part. Yeah, no kidding. And I realize that I try not to weigh myself often anymore just because it, it is really toxic. Um, it works for some people, but it just it didn't work for me or, or my mental health whatsoever. And so even just last week, I stopped intermittent fasting because I realized yeah, that I wasn't being true to myself and I was doing a disservice to my body when I thought I was doing the best for my body. It was actually the opposite, you know? So Yeah, I've gone through periods of intermittent fasting for like months and it's, it has been really good. I went through the stage of, and I still have days where like I forget to eat or like busy and stuff and then later after eight I'm like no I need to like eat a meal you know and honoring that and not sticking to like just the box just because you want to like be that intermittent faster that's like perfect Mm -hmm. you know honoring that and then also understanding that it's not going to be perfect but where I'm at now after months of of kind of um trial and error is just it's different every day and it's kind of more of a principle of thought than a perfect calculation mm. of eating window and fasting Yeah, that's window. a good way to think right. about it. Because it is good for your body to not eat before you go to bed. Yeah, it's good in principle. Yeah. It's good in principle, yeah. Yeah, it can just get crazy, like, if you feel the pressure and everything like that. For sure. For sure. And, like, today is the first, like, I was raving about this to my mom. And she didn't really care. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's such a, like, huge um step for me today was the first time in i have no clue when that i ate three meals during a day i woke up and had breakfast then i had lunch and i just had dinner you know it's so it's like crazy and i like i feel full like i don't feel like oh i need to go snack i don't think i'll need to like snack in two hours you know when i'm settling down you know so it's like it's kind of crazy how how much of a change that puts because it's like oh my gosh i actually feel healthy and i ate today like those two things usually don't come together and like mind body soul you really Mm -hmm. feel that nurturing feeling of like your mental health actually does improve when you eat healthy Mm -hmm. and everything and eat period period yeah (laughs) for sure yes no kidding your mental health improves my sleep has improved my mood Mm -hmm. yeah everything is it really makes a difference even if we think that it doesn't in the moment Mm -hmm. another random thing i wanted to talk about is kind of just like the quote-unquote food police and like everything in diet culture that labels foods as good and bad better and best what do you guys think of that and like have you thought about that this week as you've been going along um a little bit i know nicole told me i think about this a lot because just those little like nuggets that you throw into things like stick with me like you were telling me about how you cut out artificial sugars and Mm -hmm. things like that um and so i like whenever i would pick up a gusher i'm like hmm, i wonder if if i did that how i would feel you know and it's like i know that there are foods that are worse for me or whatever but my mom like my mom, she's like, don't beat yourself up if you ate pizza today. It's not that big of a deal. As long as you still feel good, you know. So I think For diet sure. culture is so... It, it, I don't think it's meant to be toxic. It's not meant to. It's meant for people like, oh, I want to share my experience. It's meant like, to with help food people. To help these other people. And this helped me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. But I think that everyone's body is different. And so I think that like those being out there and people just advocating it and saying this worked for me it'll work for you like just that's what attributes to the toxicity in diet culture because it's people just aren't the same sure what works for someone else won't work for me Yeah. yeah i mean because of our ancestors we're literally genetically predisposed to like feel better with different diets so 
you really can't it's not one size fits all Mm -hmm. right no I definitely agree and like we need to erase the whole notion of good and bad foods because Mm -hmm. with good and bad foods that's how the diet we amplify the diet and amplify Mm -hmm. how we feel I feel like intuitive eating it works because you're eating what your body needs and your body's not saying this is good this is bad it's just saying this is what I mm-hmm. believe. So I agree. This is sustenance. Yeah, I, and yeah. like I did, I did stop eating artificial sugars for about three weeks. And on Monday, I just, I I was doing this whole like challenge. It was meant to be mental toughness, but really it was just me beating myself up because it was internalized, mm. you know, fat phobia, internalized mm. anger. And just, it was something that I was like, I'm doing good for myself. But really it was the opposite. I was torturing myself. Wow. And and to recognize Yeah, it was that. crazy. Yeah. It was like in the moment because this challenge thing asks you to do two workouts a day and it was like the second one of the day and I just like stood there and I was like, what good is this doing if I am trudging my feet mm. to do this and not actually eager to become healthier? You know what I mean? So I would be lying if I said I didn't have a dilly bar right before we started <laughs> and I feel great. You know what? And I love exactly. that for you. So I feel great. And, and yeah, yeah, I think it's all, it's all a journey, especially with intuitive eating. Like Fully. you never are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some, like, I don't regret the period where I was really strict because I learned mm-hmm. so much through mm-hmm. it, but also just learning that it wasn't necessary is really like, has been such like an awesome thing. Yeah. Like so relieving. Yeah. And like you said, like the mental tie to the good and bad labels of food is so real like you'll literally feel emotions you'll literally feel like guilt mm-hmm. sink in even before you eat something that society has labeled as bad that your mom has labeled as bad when you were growing up that type of thing so it's just like interesting how that can affect your entire yeah like, psyche. i would love to talk about i know one of you mentioned it but like the parents like parents and food like there's too much to talk about honestly but i feel like it's it's important to touch on because i feel like that has influenced the way that i eat like i because my mom she like there was a point in time where she was like super into dieting like she was doing this egg diet where you just eat like hard-boiled eggs you know and stuff and like it was like helping her yeah it sounds terrible but it it was like she was losing weight and so when i started to gain weight in college that's kind of what i looked to so i was like okay, well, what can I do? Oh, I need to cut this, cut this. I need to try this, like my mom said, or like I'll ask my mom for advice. But then I'm like, you know what? That's like, that's not right. You know, just because I've seen that doesn't make it right. And it's not like, I'm grateful my mom has never like forced that upon me. She's like, eat what you want to eat, you know? But yeah, it's so weird, parents and food. For sure. And I don't think parents realize, because, you know, they're just trying to do what's best (laughs) for them. But how impressionable we are. Because, um, you know, my mom was the same. And um, Tyrese knows a little bit just about my relationship is, with food has been complicated mm-hmm. since I was really young. So intuitive eating means a lot to mm-hmm. me um, because of that. But just, like, I think we don't... Parents and us as kids don't realize, like, the things that we take into account and how it, it grows with us or or those ideals in our head go with us. Mm-hmm. Um, up until now and until you and really address it. And you might not even it. realize where that opinion came from or that feeling of guilt yeah, came from. for sure. Yeah, for me, it's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, right. it's interesting too, for sure. Different things that I, like, moving back in, I recognize in myself reasons why I have these schemas and ideas about food, um, but it's interesting to kind of identify those and then identify mm-hmm. how I can move past it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely a mind, like you said mm-hmm. earlier, mind, body, soul. You know, if you're trying to take care of your body, you got to look at your mindsets. And in turn, that mm-hmm. it's going to make your soul feel good, you know. Uh, the thing about food, I don't know, there's just so much to it. Like, it just seems like such a basic thing, but there's just so many different aspects to it. Like, it changes your life. Like, the, because the, the more you start to think about these things and like, I don't know, you just get a, a better outlook on the world that way like once you're like thinking about intuitive eating and like oh this is what my body needs then you're like okay well what does my mind need what does my emotion what do my emotions need and that's that's kind of where my goal that's where my goal from this week came from is like oh I haven't been telling people what I need from them I just kind of go along Mm. with it and if something hurts me like I'm realizing that I do I like in a lot of friendships, I do a lot of listening. My other friends do a lot Mm -hmm. of like talking and hearing, but it might not necessarily be listening. So like if I like I could tell you such and such about this person, but could they tell me like something in the same vein about me that I'm sure I've talked about, you know? And so it's like just it just opens your mind to like, oh, what do I need? Like point blank period. What do I need? Not just body-wise, but... Intuitive living. Yes. Oh, that's... I love that you just said that. (laughs) That's literally, yeah. That's a really good reminder for me. Like, talking about the friendships thing. I mean, it Mm -hmm. goes way off topic, but... It's a good reminder, because there are really good parallels. When you talk about something tangible, like food, it's very, like, cut and dry. Like, oh, yeah, that's, like, how it works, and this is how we can move past like our past and everything like that but then when it's like intangible like emotions and friends it's like how do you how do you handle that Mm. Mm -hmm. that's a really good point yeah i love that i love that you said intuitive living because i just i'm i'm caught up on that because that's everyone's dream is to live intuitively just like go with what you feel you know at least i can't speak for everyone but that's my dream is just to like not second guess myself not second guess what i need and and yeah food and killing diet culture is the first step to that that's the dream and also like what you said nicole like trudging and bringing yourself over to like the treadmill to work out you know and you're not enjoying it then what are you really doing it for you know for sure exactly yeah and that's not to say that like we shouldn't try to be healthier, but I think we need to think about the motivation and the, the reason and t- the intention is the word I'm trying to find behind it. Because a lot of times I was like, am I working out and I hate it because I want to look this way? Or am I working out and I'm going to hate it right now because hopefully in a month the goal will be that I'm doing the same thing and mm-hmm. and I'm improving, mm-hmm. you know? I think I do think that, you know, we need to do some things in... And with consideration, of course, um, we can't enjoy everything, but we need to think about why we're not enjoying it and, and, and how much of that we can take and if it truly is bettering us. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not going to be easy, but For if sure. you don't feel disciplined in the sense of like, this is moving, moving me forward in a positive mm-hmm. direction and I feel good after kind of thing, then I think it's okay to allow yourself periods of um not exercising I mean yeah from a personal standpoint I mean I had a whole year where I was just kind of sitting there thinking you know I don't have a good reason I keep thinking about how I want my body to look every time I work out I keep thinking about how I don't like how it looks now 
and that's not good, so I'm just going to take right. a break, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And that's just yeah, how it works. I like, feel like exercising should really be focused on how you feel rather than, like, what you look like. But I find the Fully. same thing whenever I, like, I mm-hmm. do one, like, home workout for 10 minutes and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I already look skinnier. Like, what? No, I don't. Like, I, <laughs> right? like... And I don't feel that way either. I'm just like focusing and fixating on how I look and trying to look Mm -hmm. a different Mm -hmm. way. And I think that that's not a healthy way to exercise for me anyways. Right. Yeah. And I think something that can help is just like setting the intention at the beginning. Because sometimes I'll, I practice yoga. Sometimes I'll get to my mat and I'll think, you know, like, why am I here? What brought me here? Like, is it the discipline? Is it the fact that... I do want to like look better or be more flexible like some mm-hmm. tangible goal um but then I'm like no like bring it back my intention is like to bring this peace into the rest of my life or to gain this clarity yeah. or whatever it is I don't know um so just doing that same thing for standard workouts as well and just being like for sure oh I'm taking this time for myself yeah. because I deserve it and then start mm-hmm. your workout Instead of before looking in the mirror. That makes me realize that I really do love yoga. Like, I don't go that often, but there's this yoga studio here Uh that I went to, like, with a friend all last summer or whatever. And because they do, like, $5 student nights. It's hot yoga. And I, like, it's, like, brutal. Like, it's brutally hot. You're sweating. The sweat's getting, like, falling in your eyes when you're doing downward (laughs) dog and all that good stuff. But, like, at the end, I'm always like, yes, I can't wait until tomorrow when I go again, you know. Because you take the time to set that intention. The Mm -hmm. the instructor's like, just pick a goal for this, like, on what you want to do. And then afterwards, like... They no, just I love that. Y- let you sit on that for a hot minute and like calm your mind with it so that you feel good yeah. at the beginning, you feel good at the end. So then even when you're struggling in the middle and you're like, I cannot hold this any longer, you know, like you're still like, okay, yeah, I would come back, you know. So I think that's like, I want to try and right. do that a little bit more, which is going to be great if we're living together, Meg, because then we can go to, I can go to your classes. Yes. I can lead you every week (laughs) no for sure I feel like it's all about the journey and I don't practice yoga actively I I did do it a lot last year and I really want to this year so once studios open up let's hope um but it's I think so much about the journey and I think diet culture doesn't respect that or allow time for that whatsoever Mm -hmm. you know in every YouTube video and Instagram account I've searched because I've done that obsessively at times in my life it's always the before and the after and never the during. That needs to mm-hmm. end. I hate Yeah, especially I just like the idea that there is a definitive end and that it's all happy-go-lucky right. once certain pounds are shed. I just don't... The The concept that, that thinness equates to happiness mm-hmm. is something that is kind of assumed by everyone just in Western culture. Especially just because Mm -hmm. of how it's portrayed on social media and in person and through our parents and grandparents. And it's just like crazy because it's hard to be intuitive about something that is thrown at you constantly, even if you don't think it is. So I think like practicing things like yoga and things that will truly allow you to think introspectively 
are really, yeah, really necessary. Absolutely. Like Lizzo, she just posted a TikTok or whatever. And it was like, she's yes, like, to yes. all you people that are telling me that I need to be working out. And she posted a collage of like, or a montage of her working out, like yes. doing these things every day, different outfits, you know, it's like, she does do it. And she's like, my thinness or me, my weight does not equate to my health. You know, I love the way I look. I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, she works exactly, out more exactly. than some. Like, and she's girls. like, um, she said something about how she's not working out for your ideal body, but for hers. Yes, exactly. 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 And I think that's so amazing. And what we, yes. what we don't realize is... That's really it. See, that's the thing. All these celebrities that you see in like the Kardashians, they have personal trainers. They have people who are um, assigned. They, are people who, they have people who are assigned oh, to find that journey for them. And push them to make that journey rather than them doing it themselves, you know? And so that's why it's so hard for people because they think, oh, I should Mm -hmm. be able to just do this if Kim Kardashian can do it. But it's like it takes time and money and Mm -hmm. energy if you don't have that to put into yourself. If you can't figure it out yourself, you know? That's why I will never have the body of Chris Hemsworth, you know? I will never. That's just not because, you know, it's. It's just not feasible for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good yeah. point. Like pop culture and all that, it's not really an ideal thing for us to even try to achieve. No, right. Because we need to we need to think of ourselves and what's best for us. Yeah. And I hate how like hate is a strong word. I try not to use it, but I dislike how <laughs> taboo time. I hate that. <laughs> no worries. But it's just so it's so weird and ironic to me that it's taboo. To show progress. Mm. Everyone always wants the final picture, the final this. Like, mm-hmm. like the fact that Lizzo felt the need to speak out because she was aware that so many people are not only hating on her, but on women who look like her. It's just very sad mm. to me, you know. I, I don't understand why... And to have those conversations. Yes, why is it taboo to have a conversation? To and to, Yeah, and like... And it's so it's so upsetting to me that she felt the need to prove herself, or maybe she didn't right. feel the need to prove herself, but she built. Be- yeah, hearing yeah. that does make exactly sense. like I don't even think she yeah. felt the need to prove herself, but she understood that like so many people were saying Other this people need exactly, to hear that. and like or especially I, I don't know about y'all, but seeing all the comments about Adele really made me upset. Oh yes, yes, that really was mm-hmm. not because my well, and that's a tough thing to say like. I think Meg and I have talked about this before. It's like when somebody loses a lot of weight, you don't want to say, oh, you look good because like that kind of implies like, oh, right. you look bad before or, right. you know, or like. Like you look better than you Yeah, did. exactly. Like Which isn't true. I think like Meg and I, I think we like came to the conclusion like, oh, you you seem happier. Like not you mm-hmm. look happier, not you. Yeah. It's like you seem happier with yourself because you can sure. see that when people are just beaming and yeah. like feeling themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's most important is seeing that change in aura that change in like person or personality like just being comfortable yes yeah like reading people on a soul level instead of reading them like just their physicality because then you actually get to like the core of how they have transformed and like for examples like um you know like eating disorders and stuff people could lose weight that doesn't mean it was good for them right Exactly. Absolutely. You know, it doesn't, weight loss doesn't equate to health. health, Exactly. And like, as someone who has, like, is starting to experience substantial weight loss, I agree that like, I'm feeling confident, 
but not because of mm-hmm. the like lack of fat on my body, but because I'm I worked hard to achieve the the body the I have. Yeah, it's the discipline. Good. It's not even the body I have. Yeah, it's just that I worked hard to become stronger and and like healthier yeah. and and have more endurance, and so. I agree that I, I sometimes do feel uncomfortable if someone compliments me on something so physical and and not deep. But if if someone mm-hmm. tells me, you look happier, you are glowing, I will accept that because mm-hmm. it, it's an acknowledgement of the fact that I'm through weight loss, though, and it, it happens in different mediums for everyone. There was a moment of self It's an acknowledgement of the work that you've done to get there rather for than sure. the product. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, and I think, Nicole, I think you were the one who was like, uh, I can't remember if you posted it on your fence or whatever, but you were like, um, skinny, like saying, oh, you look skinny, all that stuff is never a compliment, you know? Like, regardless of your intention with it, like, just don't say it. Like, like, I know, like, skinny queen Mm -hmm. is a huge thing, like, in pop culture and, like, stan Twitter and things, and I guess it kind of doesn't mean the same thing. Like, they're not being like, oh, you're actually skinny. I think it's over a little bit, though, which I'm kind of Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's not a compliment. It's not a compliment whatsoever. I know. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, even coming from someone that like societally was like skinny my entire life. Like obviously I've went through ebbs and flows like everybody does. And I've Mm -hmm. gone through athletic times and like sedentary times. But anyways, it's not even a compliment in that sense. Because it's always like almost a negative connotation of like, oh, you know, like, that's just who you are and, like, or that's how you've changed. And it's, like, okay, so then, like, what are you implying? You know, like, you, it's always more flattering to get compliments that are, like, below surface level, you know? Absolutely. I don't know. But I feel like um, it'd be good to kind of talk about, like, how we can bring this into other people's lives as well, like, this positive mindset around eating. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately since I've kind of healed my relationship with food is how I empower women in my life and how I, well, anyone in my life and how I show them that I care and show them that they can love food and think about food and cook a lot, but also like have that healthy relationship and everything like that. And like also want to improve their bodies, but still Mm -hmm. have that healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about that? And like, how has that been for you? I just feel like there's so many hard conversations around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think yes. like that's the first step is having mm-hmm. those hard conversations. Like we talked about the taboo, like getting rid of that. It shouldn't be taboo to mm-hmm. talk about food and your relationship with food. You know, like saying, oh, yeah, I haven't been eating really like at all lately. Like I, honestly, in school, I like make it a, a point to say like sometimes yeah I only ate one meal today and my mom's like Tyrese and I'm like I know but like on the inside I'm like kind of happy about it because I'm like well maybe yeah. I'll lose weight you know but mm. I think like once I get over that taboo and once like after having this conversation and even just talking about it over text and reading about this it's like that's kind of breaking like oh I can talk about this like animosity mm-hmm. that I have towards like eating three meals a day or why where that comes from and things like that so i think yeah getting rid of that taboo is really important i've said that word like six times (laughs) it's really it's not a word i get to use very often so yeah and not making it a joke because it might be uncomfortable so people are like lol like didn't eat today and i'm just like Mm -hmm. we can just say it not as a joke because it's reality and we can talk about it but right 
I think also leading by example is really important. Mm -hmm. It's difficult sometimes, but that's how your immediate friends and family really will notice like, oh, it's impacting someone I love. Maybe I should try it or maybe I should be less judgmental. I know like facing my fears head on has allowed me to start conversations like for a long time because in my household, we do eat mainly, you know, whole foods and like and eating out, it was never junk food as much as I hate it. And I hate how regular the word has become. That wasn't a thing in my household. So I genuinely oh, had a fear of bringing McDonald's into my home and just eating it at my dinner table. And I just finally did it. And even in that conversation I was I had with my mother, it was like, you know, I'm eating this and I'm scared, but I am enjoying it. And, and I feel good. And it, we started yeah. the, dynam- the, the conversation of, of, you know how as a as a family we've interacted and and handled food and our conversations around it even just like oh are you sure you should have another one things that people who are close to you think they can say when really Mm -hmm. they they have no right to say Mm -hmm. so I think just just leading by example or just even knowing that you facing your fears or or, um, hesitations and reservations with eating what you want and intuitively just knowing that it will impact others because as much as we don't think so, or like as we've discussed, as much as we try to kind of push it under the covers and st- or what's what's the word? What's the phrase? Sweep it under the rug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> push it under the covers. As much as we try to like sweep it under the rug, food is something that is so social and it's mm-hmm. necessary because yeah. it's something that we do all the time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's crazy. I re- I'm sorry, I'm rambling. No, but, you're good. You made um, some good points. I think it's also important to like admit our past behaviors, especially if if it affected someone personally. Like I personally, at one point, and still do, like had a resentment towards people with fast metabolisms because I didn't have one, and I was yeah. so frustrated. So I like kept telling my one friend, I was like, "You don't know, like you don't get it." And I realized, like, those are re- like, that's really uncomfortable to hear as right. well. Like growing exactly. up, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't want you to right. hate mm-hmm. me because like I, I can't control it. Yeah, exactly. And so I've realized, like, Nicole, you are just projecting onto someone who has no Projection. control over that. And mm-hmm. so I, I've like realized, like, even just apologizing for those conversations and those those microaggressions that I put onto a thin or bodied person that I've I hated receiving as a bigger person, you know? Mm-hmm. So. That's, like, super brave. One, to, like, apologize, to, like, stand up to your mom in that way. And, like, um, something for me is just, like, responding with love. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people in my life will have issues with body image and stuff. And just, like, responding with, like, no, you're just, like, so gorgeous and, like, complimenting their personality and just, like, going on and on. Like, you don't know how much that can impact someone and how right. in response sure. to their negative beliefs about their stomach or their body in general will yes. impact them moving forward. Like people just want to, they want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel good about their bodies, mm-hmm. you know? So getting like hearing that from someone, even someone you don't know, like I'm always make it a point to stop. Like if I see someone on the street and I'm like, like yes. in my first thought is like, like they're in really the pretty. elevator. Yes. Yep. I stop. And I go, I'm so sorry. This is so weird, but you're really pretty. Or like, I love your outfit or whatever. And then sometimes they think I'm flirting with them, but I'm just like really being like earnest. Like I just want them to have that confidence, like, and know that that was something that I, that crossed my mind when I t- mm-hmm. like saw that, you know? For sure. I love that so much. 
I don't know what, what got me talking about that, but yeah, that's that's just that like the that. responding with love thing yes. that I brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add, Nicole? That you thought of? Yeah, I just like I guess in closing and just mm-hmm. reflecting on all this, I I think we just really need to emphasize mm-hmm. how much of a journey this is and how interconnected it is with so many things. I know we the main subject was intuitive eating, but the fact that we got into diet culture and all these things just shows how like close and intertwined these things that we oftentimes mm-hmm. don't want to talk about are um and so I think just having compassion for ourselves and other people because in this conversation I just was realizing like how um taboo Tyrese's new favorite word yes. is, is how taboo so many of these subjects are and so because because of the nature of, of the shame we feel talking about it I think many people suppress these emotions and instead of feeling the shame of suppression I think we just need to address it because even just listening to you talk about like wanting to blame things I I actively Mm -hmm. do that like I am the CEO (laughs) of that and I'm you know what I mean just like thinking like well okay you can acknowledge it and be a little bit upset but let's just also acknowledge that this is a journey and it will always always be like present in our lives as long as we let it so I think that's really important just to keep in mind is that there's no end end to this if if we have the intention of being as healthy as possible. That was perfect. Absolutely. Chef's so kiss. well said. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. That was like amazing. Yes. Yeah, really um, yeah, good. No, this is so fun. I honestly have been wanting to start a podcast and I've always had my reservations, but this was such a you good would be first experience. Incredible. I'm putting it You'd on my incredible. vision board. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. All right. Well, to close out, why don't we do our read, watch, listen? Um, so who has a read I for this week? I have a read. And um, okay. I'm just pulling it up. It's on this blog called Yoga International. But, you know, I'll put the link. And it's called Yoga and Activism. Why can't I, quote unquote, own it all away? I've had some, like, Black Lives Matter movement conversations with um, some yogis that I know from... Um, yoga teacher training and it's just like this kind of came at the perfect time because I was kind of just contemplating it all week and thinking like yes like I am a very peaceful person but like and yes I think I can impact um like the people around me and everything but there's only so much meditating you can do and there's only so much manifestation of like peace and love and you know it's amazing and it really can change your Mm -hmm. life the positive mindsets but there's a point where it's just not enough. There just needs to be stuff brought up. There needs conversations need to be had. Protests need to be gone to like petitions need to be signed. You know, you can't just sit back. And so that's just a reminder for myself. Um, and social media kind of stresses me out sometimes. So I have been taking a backseat and I feel a large amount of guilt about it. Um, as a white woman, but I feel like my activism in like protests and everything like that has kind of made me feel like this fire underneath me you know and something in this article that I loved is how yes like meditation and all of that can be like a beautiful balance and like bring balance to our life um but it can also light the fire underneath us for like further improving other people's lives and like fighting for the things that we believe in so I just feel like it really it hit it home for me so that's the read yes that sounds really good yeah um watch that was nicole 
Yes. So recently, in the past few weeks, I've been watching Orange is the New Black, and I'm I'm late to the game. Like I just started Orange is the New Black, but the reason I'm suggesting it as the watch is because it tackles the subjects of the prison industrial com complex, um, the police brutality, race relations, um, the LGBTQ community. It just is so relevant, mm-hmm. especially in light of the Black Lives Matter movement and the recent traction with it, um, that the show's been around and it's been highly claimed for years, but I've just realized how how relevant it is like exactly at this time. So even if people have already watched it, I highly suggest rewatching it just so they can understand that this stuff was written in 2013, has been happening before that, and is still ringing true to this no, day. Yeah, like none of this mm-hmm. is new, and so it's good to kind right. of... I love that. I've never watched it. Wait, isn't it um like set in a prison? Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've watched a little bit. I never got like all the way through whatsoever. I probably watched like one or two episodes, but it yeah. was good. Nice. Still. I like that's on definitely on my Not list. Not only of is it like beautiful writing, but it's just acted really well. And what another thing I love about it is the casting. It the women and, and men and non binary people in that cast in the show look like people. You know, I feel like a lot of times things are glamorized, mm. but in this show, not that I've oh, had experience, fully. it doesn't feel glamorized. It just feels truthful. So, highly suggest, yes. That's, That's good. Big. That's really good. Another show like that, if if you like that, it's a, it's a Netflix original. It's called oh. Sensi, if you've ever heard of that. It's really good, um, but I, I won't talk about it because okay. it's your watch. <laughs> it's your watch, but I just want to tag that on there. Um, but for Listen... Um, I mine is kind of less less impactful. Um, okay. It's just like what I've been listening to uh, recently to kind of like keep me going and keep me happy. Um, uh, it is a like a, a group from New Orleans. Like it's very influenced by Black culture. Um, it's called Tank and the Bangas. I've mentioned them before, but Nice Things by Tank and the Bangas is really getting me through a lot of a lot of like the, all the stuff going on. It's just like really like. Let's go out and buy some nice things. I need I need a man who's going to go out and buy me, buy me, like, rings and ice cream yes. and all that good stuff. So it's just, like, a really, like... Love that song. I'm kind of a yes. baddie and a little, like... Uh, it's just a bop, you know? So that's my listen. Nice things, tank of the bangers. So. Love it. Um, But I think that's all we got. So thanks again, Nicole, for coming on. We really appreciate it awesome conversation thank you for having me yes you as well amazing conversation this was so fun i really appreciated it so informative too so thank you guys yeah all right everyone well we'll see you next week check us out on twitter at fresh slate pod